What's cracking, big dose? That was beautiful. That was symphonic. That was harmonical. What's up? How we living? This is the uh, final, last, very last, extremely last Q and Assault Saturday of the summer. Don't worry. These will be coming at you live in your face holes every Saturday throughout the regular season because it is the last one and everyone's got their drafts this weekend, tonight, tomorrow night, the night after that. And henceforth, this is going to be completely open to everybody. This is live. This is public. I have no idea how many people are watching me right now. I'm assuming we're probably close to the triple digits. I don't want to look because then it's going to make me nervous and I'm going to start blushing and then I'm going to start tripping over my words. Not. I don't do that shit. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Take notes. Take out. Literally take out your notebooks. Tuck your shirts in too. Tuck your fucking shirts in. You know better than this. Ah, happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. Summer's almost over. That's fucking depressing. But football is starting. Uh, if you want to be a part of the Q&A live streams going forward, those will only be available to our Patreon members. Where you could sign up on Patreon.com. Patreon.com forward slash B-D-G-E. All right, let's check out what's cracking in the chat. Holy shite, we got 217 people in here. What's up, everybody? What's good? I'm going to put the YouTube up here so I could read your comments, and then you guys could yell at me. What's everyone doing for uh, for Labor Day weekend? Any good plans? I'm about to go mix up a little cocktail, a little drink to celebrate the summer. Move up to the next monitor. What are you doing? My fucking thing won't move up, so if I'm looking down the most of the time, I apologize. It's a good lazy day. Absolutely not. We've been up and working in the headquarters since about 6 a.m. It's not a good lazy day. We don't get lazy. You get lazy, you fall behind, all right? I.E. Leonard Fournette. All right, let's talk about Leonard Fournette. Let's talk about Leonard Fournette. I didn't make a breaking video. I yeah, It was a busy week. I didn't have time to make a video about Leonard Fournette going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Leonard Fournette signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this throws a little bit of a wrench into the uh, the Ronald Jones carousel that we had been feeding quarters into all summer, right? So Fournette goes over there. Bruce Arians comes out and says, Rojo is still our guy. He is our starter. Leonard Fournette is a good insurance piece. Does anybody believe him? I can't hear you guys, but I'm, I'm going to assume that was a resounding fucking no. The way I'm looking at it is this. I've adjusted my rankings for the movements. All of my rankings, I believe, are up to date as of seven minutes ago. I made the last published change to them. If you need the rankings for your draft, you can get them on BigDogsDraftGuide.com. That's where the draft guide is. Last minute. Ain't no better prep. This thing is falling apart. I'm falling apart. Just stay. Just stay. Get in your hole. Go in your home. Leonard Fournette goes to the Bucks. Arian says Rojo's our guy. I have moved Rojo behind Fournette. We didn't like Fournette because the situation in Jacksonville was so bad. Yes, his advanced metrics last year were shitty, but the situation he was in was far shittier. Behind a bad Jacksonville offensive line, in a bad Jacksonville offense, things weren't good. However... However, he moves over to Tampa Bay, and then people are getting excited, like, oh, like, this is fucking Jackson, Leonard Fournette, people win. Like, one, no. You moved him down your rankings if you moved over from Jacksonville to Tampa Bay, okay? Because the volume simply isn't going to be there. There was nowhere he could go where he was getting the volume that he was about to get in Jacksonville. I never thought he was going to be efficient with it, but the volume was going to be there one way or another, right? He was probably going to get 250 carries, 50 targets, non-valuable. But now he moves over to Tampa Bay. I do think he will. I don't necessarily know if he'll earn the starting role even in the first half of the season. But he should force a real legit timeshare with Rojo and might overtake. He might be like the 1A to the 1B. The problem with that, the problem here is that there's never going to be just a 1A, 1B situation, in my opinion, given the pieces that they have in that backfield. Right, like We saw Arians eventually give the keys over to David Johnson. But David Johnson's a whole nother player. He's a hybrid. He is someone that could actually 
do it and do it effectively on all three downs. Whereas they seem to be taking more of a committee approach where they just have their role players for what they want to do in this backfield. So I'd imagine we're going to see a lot of double digit carry games for both guys, but really never see any of them break 16 or 18 carries in a game. Sean McCoy is still going to be on the roster. Dare Ngumbalulale was waived, so he's gone. So now it's LeSean McCoy, Rojo, Leonard Fournette. Who am I missing? Who is the other running back there? You think you think I, I yell about being a professional and I do this for a living and then I don't know what I'm doing. Regardless, they have pieces in place that are going to be used in specific situations. And with Brady coming over, I'm sure he has thrown his two cents at Bruce Arians like he's a homeless man in terms of telling him what they did in New England with the running back situations. That's a committee there, right? They used a committee successfully for a very, 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 very long time. He's probably like, this is when you should use this guy. This is when I want to use this guy. We use him there because of the X, Y, fucking Z. That's going to turn into a fucking mess when it comes to Tampa Bay. So I have Fournette ranked higher than Rojo right now. I think he's like my RB 25 or 26 because he does have a ceiling now in Tampa Bay that he did not have in Jacksonville, in my humble ass opinion, okay? He has a ceiling now that could include 10 to 12 touchdowns. If he takes over the goal line role, could be very valuable there. If he takes over a bigger passing role than we imagined, could be a very valuable role there. Even just the early down work could be very valuable. I do think it's just going to be split for most of the entire season, though. So Leonard Fournette's range of outcomes in this offense is much higher than it was in Jacksonville. So I have him around RB25. He's not someone I'm like targeting necessarily going out and targeting, but I'll talk about this more in Monday's video, which is an overall draft strategy video for you guys. And I'm going running back early, but I do want a high upside running back in the middle rounds, right? It's like running back one, running back two in the first couple of rounds, ham of the wide receiver mark. And then I want to get some sort of, if not multiple high upside running backs in the middle rounds. Like I don't want the floor guys. I don't care that David Johnson is going to get volume. I don't care that Todd Gurley is going to get volume. I don't fucking care that Le'Veon Bell is going to get fucking volume. Oh. I want upside. I want upside because I don't need to depend on those guys. So when you get your RB3, grab fucking DeAndre Swift in the sixth, get James White in the eighth. There you go. Bing, bang, boom. Your your team is in the championship room. Okay? Let's take some questions. I saw a uh, super chat come in, and I don't even know where to find them anymore. Let's see what's good here. I think it was – I forget what your name was. There we go. Marco Silva. Miles Sanders, worth second-round pick. Thanks, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is he is far bike up my board. They didn't sign any veteran running back. They cut Michael Warren. They cut Elijah Holyfield. Tells you that they think Miles Sanders, full go, truck mode, beast mode, savage mode. Sanders, about to fucking eat this year. If he drops you in the second... If he drops to you in the second, don't fade Sanders. Fade Animal. Don't fade Sanders. Okay? Nick, you looking like Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, I don't read Dr. Seuss books. Fox, Foghorn Leghorn. Who the fuck is that? So... I, I'm honestly, I'm, I feel like I'm getting ricochet shots here because I'm looking at him now and I'm not sure what part of me you're making fun of if you're making fun of my hair or if you're making fun of my clothes. So fuck you th two times. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. I needed, I needed a little bit of a confidence boost after getting bullied. Oh, so many questions coming at me about at once. What do you think about Hunter Henry? I'm not a fan of Hunter Henry. I, I've I've said it multiple times just about the Chargers offense as a whole. I really don't see Tyrod Taylor throwing for uh I don't see him throwing for more than thirty three hundred yards. And you have to like the outlook a little bit more with Mike Williams kind of banged up and the shoulder injury 
hatting into him, but overall, like Keenan will probably eclipse the thousand yard mark. I don't see them throwing for a lot of touchdowns. I don't see them throwing for a lot of yards. And I think that's just going to show off statistically. Like Hunter Henry could go for like 650, 700 through the air, but probably four to five. Just not a, if, if I'm going to go for a middle round guy, I want someone who has wide or tight end one overall upside. And that's Darren Waller. It's not Hunter Henry. And if you're going to go with a middle round guy like Waller, fade Hunter Henry. If you want to fade Waller, go for someone later on in the draft who has a little worse floor than Henry, but has a has a higher ceiling than he does. We got some super chat. Richard Watkins. Holy shit. You made a design. 50 bucks. Holy shit. I'm not broke. Mama, we can eat tonight. Um, I'm going to spend all that on margaritas today. It's Labor Day weekend. I'm going out after this. You know, you know, we're drowning in that green sauce tonight. And by green sauce, I need margaritas. I mean margaritas. Wow, this is actually going to be like a four-day bender. It was my mom's birthday yesterday. Uh, woo! It was my mom's birthday yesterday, so we went out to like a Mexican restaurant around here. Got a little banged up. Had a few margaritas. It was nice to spend uh, her, her 60th birthday. The big 6-0. Man, life comes at you fast. Life comes at you very fast. She does. I, f- I still feel like she's like 48 to me. You know what I mean? And she's 60. And then before you know it, she'll be 70. Before you know it, I'll be 70. You guys, will you guys still watch me when I'm 70? You guys think I'll still be doing this shit when I'm 70? Can't, right? I, nah, by the, time, by the time I'm 70, we're probably going to be doing some like virtual reality shit. Like we're going to be hanging out virtually. Like you'll be able to fucking slap my tits if you want. Okay, Zach Lang, big dog. What's the vibe around the Denver running backs? All right, so the the Denver running backs is a tough situation because you have the reporters out there coming out now saying that Lindsey has absolutely caused a 50-50 timeshare. And my sentiment on the Philip Lindsey um, or the Denver backfield in the beginning of the summer, I, I'm going to go pull some clips probably from it and post it somewhere. But I said for a long time, like I think at this point of their careers, Philip Lindsay's a better runner. And it wouldn't surprise me if by midway through the season we're seeing Philip Lindsay actually out carry Melvin Gordon, or at least splitting it like 50-50. And I said that for a while. And then I changed my tune a little. Not I didn't change my tune on how the work was going to be split, but I got higher and higher on Melvin Gordon because he's just going to get the valuable touch. You know what's it's ironic because Lindsay, Lindsay, and you know what's going to happen? I, I think. Lindsay and Devin Singletary are going to be in a very similar place. They're going to be undersized backs who are going to operate as the thumpers in their offense. It's going to be a weird role that we're not fucking ready for, but it's going to happen. I really think Lindsay's going to take a lot of early down work and be a runner between the 20s. And then when you get near the red zone and the goal line and on third down receiving work, that's going to be Melvin Gordon. So, I've been saying this a lot. Like, I don't want third-round running backs. And if Melvin Gordon's going to go in the third round, he's not going to be a guy I want. In the fourth round, I do like Melvin Gordon because he's going to get a lot of targets. He's going to get a lot of goal-line carries. Philip Lindsay becomes a really, 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 really good ninth, tenth-round pick. All right? You might say, oh, he's got no upside, blah, blah, blah. The dude is just good at fucking football, man. At the end of the day, Philip Lindsay fucks especially on the football field. I just got so much respect for that man. Every time he's getting proven wrong, he's getting doubted. He shuts the haters' mouths. Okay? So, uh, Gordon, pull back if you were going to grab him in the third round. Fourth round or later. Preferably later. The later you can get him, the better, obviously, is fucking that works for everybody. C-Mac, if you can get him in the fourth round. Barkley, too. You can get him in the fourth but for real, uh, I think Lindsey is, is very enticing. He's someone I've been taking a lot of in best ball. Like, I always knew he was going to have his games. He's, like, too good to keep off the field. But when you keep hearing the reports out of Denver of how good he's looked, how many timeshare situations he's forced on the field, like, there's probably something to it. 10-ball goat, what's up? Who has the highest upside on waivers? Malcolm Brown, Brian Edwards, Frank Gore, Hunter Renfro, A.J. Dillon. Standard team, 14-team league. Uh, Brian Edwards for me. Uh, Malcolm Brown's going to get the start and then he'll get three carries for that game. And then he will probably never start again. Frank or clearly behind Le'Veon Bell. No doubt about it. I love Hunter, Hunter Renfro, but in a standard team league, I can't, um, I can't get on board with that. AJ Dillon. Now nah, go with Brian Edwards there. He's going to be a starting wide receiver on the outside in an offense that I think is supreme, supremely, supremely like the text with the big red bold outline behind it. Underrated. Skirt. Pretty Richie. That's like my favorite thing I've ever seen or gotten. 
Laz, you didn't ask a question, brother. Thank you for the money, I guess. You guys are just paying for my margaritas. I feel disgusting drafting Henry over Kamara. Uh, listen, man, I, I would do the same thing right now. I did in the mock draft I did on Thursday. Um, I think you have to. I think you have to. I think it's a smart move. Like, Derrick Henry is just not a guy you're going to regret drafting because he's going to get all of the carries, all of the goal line carries. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe he catches 30 passes this year. I don't think 30 passes is out of the range of outcomes for Derrick fucking Henry. You know what drives me crazy? Y'all listen to the Established to Run podcast? I love listening to Evan Silva and Adam Leviton. But they just say, when they talk about Derrick Henry, they just keep saying big dog. And I'm like, I'm fucking cease and desist, sirs. Cease and motherfucking desist. You know what I'm saying? So. Nick, do you like Van Jefferson as much as I do? Hard Knocks is an awesome show. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, okay, so I actually did not watch the most previous episode of Hard Knocks. So I'm not sure like what one-handed grabs Van, Van Jefferson made. But uh, we're going to pull up Van Jefferson's player profiler. And I want to break this down because this is not someone that we were necessarily high on. Uh, myself, Mike... And uh, as you see my top things, uh, foghorn leghorns up there. So fuck you still, whoever said that. Um, he was not one of our higher rated rookie prospects. And here's the thing. With Van Jefferson, he's one of those guys where people watch the film and they're like, whoa, this guy's a good route runner. He's beating guys like with no problem. He's going to be really good at the NFL level. And all the analytics guys will be like, fuck no, because you look right here. 25th percentile college dominator, 23rd percentile college target share, and a breakout age of 22 years old. Best comparable, Riley Ridley. This is what always happens. These two go hand in hand, where the route running is always really good, but the analytics say shit, and this is why. The reason so many route runners have terrible analytical profiles is because when you're watching film, you don't know how old they are. Van Jefferson is 20 fucking four years old. CeeDee Lamb is 21 years old. Brian Edwards broke out at 17 years old in college. Five years younger than Van Jefferson did. Okay? So when you're watching film, you don't know that a 24-year-old Van Jefferson is running crispy routes against 18-year-old last year were in motherfucking high school freshmen in college now. Okay? That's the thing. Like, you got to understand from a, from a common sense standpoint when you have someone who's 20 fucking four years old in Van Jefferson running routes against children who have not developed yet, who have barely hit puberty, yes, they're going to look really, 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 really good. This is why breakout age is so important because Van Jefferson, if you're not doing it at the age of 19 years old against people who are your age, are you actually good? Once everybody catches up to you athletically and growth-wise, are you still good? If it takes you to age 22, 23, 24 to break out, it's because you're doing it against kids that are much, much, much younger who have not grown up yet, okay? That is why there's always a delta between the route runners and the people that like analytics because they don't know the age. Once you look at the age, that's a big, that's a huge red flag to me. Now, there are there are instances of this, like Cooper Cup, what the, and this is, this, is, this is the point I'm getting at. Very seldomly, you will have players that fit into this category where they don't, match a good analytical profile, but if their coach is really good offensively and knows how to use them in the right system, Cooper Cup is the first example there. Literally the role that Van Jefferson is probably going to play next year, it could still work. If you look at Cooper Cup as a raw prospect, as a route runner, as someone who operates against man coverage, against press coverage, he's not good. He's just good at finding holes and that offensive scheme works for him. That's why he's put up such great... I don't want to say he's not good. I just mean like he's not... Uh, he's not as good as a wide receiver as his fantasy statistics would paint the picture of his level of production. But Van Jefferson is going into the situation where we have a coach that could do that for him. Okay. Um, so that is my thought on Van Jefferson. I am not going to get unreasonably high on him because there is a lot of context behind, uh, there's a lot of context behind why he's such a good route runner, but his statistics fucking stink. I hope that made sense. Of course my shirt's fucking tucked in. What the fuck you think this is? Amateur hour? 
All right, all right. Half PPR, 12-team redraft. GT, thank you for the super chat, sir. Drafting from the fifth spot, planning on taking CEH first. Is it stupid to reach for Carson as my second pick to go RBRB? Yes. Carson is not in that top 13-ish tier of guys that I want with my first two picks. The reason I keep... Ooh, wow, she's cute. The reason I keep... I got to close this window. Otherwise, ah, fuck it. Um, the reason I keep hammering home going RB, RB early is because that's the way the draft dictates. But if you force what's not there into reality, then you're, you're ruining the idea of the strategy itself. You want one of those two of those top 13 elite running backs in that tier. So from the five spot, you'll be back at the 207. I think someone will fall to you there. I think Eckler will fall to you there. I think maybe Miles Sanders with the injury will fall to you there. Like worst case scenario and Aaron Jones will fall to you there. I don't personally like him, but I would rather have him than Chris Carson. Uh, so no, I would not reach up to 207 to take Chris Carson thoughts on Campbell in the slot for Philip rivers. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, I'm not a huge fan of him. I just, I don't know. We're, we're, we're excited about T.Y. Hilton. We're excited about Michael Pittman. We're excited about fucking Jack Doyle catching the ball and falling down. We're excited about, it's going to be a run heavy offense. I don't know. Campbell's a guy I'm very, very okay missing out on. If he does have like a, a semi breakout this year, I just, Philip rivers might throw the ball 460 times. And Campbell might get like 60 targets. So, I mean, in best ball, whatever, like if he's your last round pick or 16th or 17th round pick or some shit, skirt. What else we got? Swift or Hunt as RB3 and redraft PPR super flex. I'm going to stick with my guns here, man. I know this is the unpopular opinion now that Swift is hurt. Had Swift not dealt with this leg injury, this would not even be close for me to be DeAndre Swift. I, I, I think I made like a whole fucking entire ass video about DeAndre Swift over Kareem Hunt. The Lang injury has kept them out of camp a lot, which is it's really valuable time for these rookie running backs, especially ones that are in committees. Uh, so that does scare me, but I'm just I'm just I'm gonna stick to my guns on this one and go with Swift. And this is probably one I tweeted this out yesterday, and it clearly resonated with a lot of people because it got a lot of engagement. I wrote, holy shit, I tweeted a lot of times yesterday. The best part about fantasy football is making a take, going 100% all in on it, even when you don't believe it anymore. I'm not saying that's the case with Swift. But the uh, the injury is absolutely a concern. It might just take a really long time for him to kind of get that role. I'll still fucking take him over. Uh, over Kareem Hunt. Georgie, my, my mom uh, says thank you. Which is a lie. She didn't say thank you. She's not here. What else we got in the chat? <sighs> I didn't cop your draft guide this year because last year's made me a better fantasy player and gave me all the resources. Here's my gratitude. That's like the... I'll take it as a compliment. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But with that $5, you could have went and copped it basically through Monkey Knife Fight. It's $10 through Monkey Knife Fight. If you're watching this before your draft, go over to monkeyknifefight.com. Deposit $10 on their site. They're sponsoring the draft guide. Deposit 10 bucks on monkeyknifefight.com. Use the promo code BDGE. Those fucking letters right there. Don't misspell it. Don't forget to put it in the damn promo code box and then be emailing me about how you did it. And I know you didn't because I check up with them and they say, nope, they didn't do it. And I'm like, you didn't do it. And then you're like, fuck, you're right. I didn't do it. So fucking do it. All right. Big, big DGE, BDGE. Put in the promo code on Monkey Knife Fight. When you deposit 10 bucks, you get an access to the draft guide, which has the rankings, the sleepers, undervalued, overvalued, all every fucking thing you need. Just do it. Thank you. Skirt. I got to stop doing that. Snack says I have Tourette's with the skirt thing. Skirt. So much fun, though. How can you not? Yeah, DeAndre Washington got released from the Kansas City Choice. Uh, it's like, it's a, you know. I, I had a lot of DeAndre Washington best ball. I ain't going to lie. This this was a bad weekend for me in best ball because Adrian Peterson and uh, Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Washington both got released, and I had a lot of shares of both of them in like the 14th, 15th round. So there goes a dud on my best ball rosters. Let me see the percentage owned of them. Who was I talking about? I have DeAndre Washington on 13% of my teams and Adrian Peterson on, oof, oof, 19%, right? 
We're going to pretend I didn't say that out loud. So uh, Darrell Williams becomes very, very, very interesting uh, as a handcuff guy because whoever's the backup in Darrell, like I don't, I don't expect Clyde to get featured touches. I really don't. But you don't need that to be successful in Kansas City. What, what, what I'm really, what I'm really intrigued by, what I'm really interested to see is this. I think with, uh, I think with Clyde. The only way I see us being disappointed with Clyde now that Damian Williams is out is we've gotten spoiled with Kansas City running backs being so good on limited touches, mainly because they have a lot of breakaway plays. Like Damian Williams rips off big plays semi-often, and it's kind of a very underrated part of his game. Like he was a big play guy often. And we think back about the guys that like Andy Reid has had in his system. Like Jamal Charles, he's a guy that could take it 80 yards to the house. Brian Westbrook, you know, he could break out big plays all the time. With Clyde Hilaire, like he does not have that long speed. So I'm, I'm kind of worried that he doesn't have the ceiling that we like. He'll have a really good floor. He probably still will end up with like 10, 12 touchdowns this year. The yardage total remains to be seen if the ceiling is really there. Because if you take an elite playmaker you look at the Christian McCaffrey's you look at the Saquon Barkley's and there's a reason why Zeke goes after them every single time because he doesn't have those 60 80 yard breakout runs it just doesn't happen for him right but those guys can take it to the cribbo at any time I don't think we have that with Clyde so where a lot of Kansas City Chiefs running backs even if they weren't that good had the big playability which made them home run threats all the time and made them so valuable for fantasy so I'm wondering if like a, a lot of the games that we would get at Damian Williams where he'd go like 14 for 120 and a touchdown is more like 14 for 70 and a touchdown out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire without breaking that big run. That's my only pause for concern. Still a great floor play. I just don't know if the ceiling's as high as we're all kind of making it out to be because he doesn't have those big play long run abilities. Cyprian, thanks for the fantasy advice and great content. Regardless of how the year turns out, appreciate the hard work. I appreciate you. I appreciate the support. I appreciate every single person that has watched any ounce of any video that I put out, man. I love y'all for real. What else do we got here? Antonio Gibson or Brandon Cooks? Ooh, uh, pretty rich. I wish you gave me a little bit more info on that. Like Dynasty, Redraft, PPR, Standard. I think in almost every case, I'm probably taking Antonio Gibson. I won't own a lot of Antonio Gibson this year in Redraft because I think by the time I do my drafts this upcoming week, most of the he'll probably be going too early for my liking. I still think there's very much a committee there, and I don't know how much volume he actually gets, and he's still in a very shitty offense. But, you know, if he does seize the role of being the workhorse, which could absolutely happen in his range of outcomes, uh, he's too athletic and too game breaking ish esque not to have major upside. So I'll, I'll take I'll take Gibson, Rich. Pretty boy. What else we got on tap here? Why no auction content? Do you have any auction draft hot takes? You demand. Appreciate the content. Thank you, Philip. Uh, so, yeah, I get this question all the time. I just don't, I personally just don't play in any auction leagues. <clears throat> so if I started giving you auction advice, I'd be selling you some shit that I don't actually participate in or believe in. Um, so it just comes down to personal leagues that I play in. Like, I don't do auction drafts. Therefore, I'm not going to pretend like I have good strategy for it. I feel like... We see this a lot in the fantasy space, especially now that Dynasty has grown into like a really popular platform or a really popular game type. We have all these people doing, giving Dynasty advice. And uh, and you could tell that they don't really know what they're doing. Like you have to go through a few years of Dynasty leagues and uh, playing in Dynasty to start to understand things in the Dynasty world, right? So you know, you could sniff out like really quickly who knows what they're talking about and shit. So I just don't want to offer that to you. Um and like even like a lot of the most a lot of the most popular people in the industry itself, like um, you could tell just do it because it's getting popular. And I know like the the fantasy footballers, I love those dudes, really good dudes, genuine dudes. The, most of their content is redraft focused, I and mean, they do play in dynasty leagues. <laughs> so I'm not saying that they don't. But like on the last podcast, uh, Mike Wright, like one of his bold predictions was that Brian Edwards, you know, like whatever breaks out as the number one rookie wide receiver, and he talks about how how his breakout age is 17 years old, and Jason was like, wow, I didn't realize he broke out that early, 17 years old. And I'm like, how could you 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply possibly be doing any and, and they don't do dynasty content which is why it makes sense but like this is something that we've known since like january of, like if you're really into dynasty like you knew like that was his thing right like brian edwards got popular because his breakout age was 17 years old in the sec like that was like his the theme right when you when you think of brian edwards you think holy shit 17 year old breakout age so that kind of tells me i'm like eh, that's kind of like a yikes moment there you know so you get you could sniff out the real ones thank you brandon uh, i'm not really sure what if you, if you guys send through a super chat, make sure you write within the super chat the question. Don't send it by itself and then write the question afterwards because it gets lost in all the fucking hoopla. Vatch. Vatch. Why did you make a fake name? Vatch with a G at the end. Zeke, Sanders, Moss, Boyd, Gurley, A. Cooper, Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson. Who should... Holy shit, there's 750 people in here? I don't deserve this. Who should I start? Love your content, bro. Scared Sanders is going to break down. Ah, I wish you guys. Okay, so I will I will help you out here. <clears throat> That's for this one. But future reference going forward. I will not be doing sit star questions during these Q&As. I will not answer sit star questions because my rankings go out every Thursday. And the rankings are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash BDGE. Those are the only places to get the rankings. I don't post them elsewhere. Patreon.com forward slash BDGE will get you rankings. It will also get you access to this live stream. This live stream, this is the only open one to the public I've done all summer. They will be behind behind the Patreon wall come in season. Y'all will still get to watch them on YouTube afterwards, but to be part of it, you have to sign up on Patreon. But within Patreon, you will get the in-season weekly rankings. You will get access to our Discord channel, which has a couple thousand people in it. So you can bounce sit-start ideas off of each other in there. And then you will get access to these Q&A and the, and the rankings and shit. So uh, week one, off the top of my head, this is tough because I don't know the matchups. I don't know the scoring. I don't know. Uh, you didn't even tell me like how many people are, should be starting. Uh, my initial thoughts right now is you, you have to start Zeke. You have to start Sanders. I'm I'm going to answer it this way. Two running backs, two wide receivers, and one flex. That's how I'm going to look at it. Zeke Sanders as the running backs. Wide receivers, we're going to go with Robert Woods as a one. Uh, Amari Cooper, who is Dallas facing off against? Give me a second. Skirt. Fate fell short this time. Smile fades in the summer. What kind of music y'all listen to? Question. Do you guys have a, like an emotional feels playlist that's like 350 songs long? Or or are you normal? You guys can follow me on Spotify. I got a lot of playlists on this bitch. My username is NAE825. Nicholas Anthony Ercolano, 825. My birthday, 825. My birthday, actually, fuck, I just turned 28. Turned 28 last week. I just keep getting older. I don't like how this fucking life thing works, man. Fucking stinks. Cowboys play the Rams. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, I think that's probably going to be a shootout. It's probably one of the highest over-unders of the week, if not the single highest. I feel like Atlanta, Seattle is probably just as high, if not higher. Texans Chiefs 54, Seattle Atlanta's 48 and a half, and then Cowboys Rams 51 and a half. So they're the second highest over under the week. Yeah, I'll probably smash that game. Zeke, uh, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, and then I will play Deshaun Jackson there, man. I will play Deshaun Jackson in my flex spot there, Vetch. 
Pinball Goat. Thoughts on Antonio Gibson in a standard league? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said before, he's not a guy I'm going to be drafting in like the top five rounds, especially not in a standard league. He's got the upside, but he's a little bit too risky for me based on where you have to draft him now. Uh, I'd rather get the solid pieces of my teams that I know are going to be players. And uh, in a standard league, I feel like he's got a lot more value in PBR leagues because of his receiving background. So standard leagues, he probably drops down to like a seventh-ish round pick for me. We had a question from Peter De La Cruz. 403, Terry McLaurin. Please help. It's near my turn. Uh, That would depend who's on the board. I would typically say that's too early, but I would say that because that probably means there are other wide receivers that I would take ahead of Terry on the board still. So if any of the following guys, Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, um... Robert Woods. If Robert Woods is available, I would take him over Terry McLaurin. Uh, so it's hard to tell without you letting me know who else is left on the board. But the reason I probably wouldn't take Terry that high, it's not because I don't like him at that value, but there are probably players who are left there that I do like more. KM Charlie, what up? Full PPR dynasty trade. Do I trade Diggs in a 2021 third for CeeDee Lamb? Yes. I don't need to read the rest of the question. You fucking smash the shit out of that trade button right now. Diggs' value is on the decline. CeeDee Lamb's about to be a stud for the next six, seven, eight years. 21 years old, ripe in a beautiful offense. Yes, yes, yes. I love that for you. CeeDee Lamb, 42 times out of 10. Whew. I'm tired. I'm tired already. Don't do it. This is the, literally the easiest trade I might have ever seen in uh, Dynasty. I took MT over Sanders at 203 in a 10-team. It's, it's a damn fucking shame. No, it's not okay. No, it's not okay. I'm not here to baby you and tell you that it's okay. Kirk or Deshaun? Deshaun. Get Deshaun Jackson everywhere you can. Get Deshaun Jackson everywhere you can and then find out places you can't and then still get him. Take some Adderall, dude. Why? Why, though? What if I told you I already took Adderall today? What then? What say you? I didn't, but what if I did? Dad, you missed my super chat. Uh, Did I? I'm sorry. What was your question, Thomas? There's just so many questions coming at once. I'm scared. I'm scared, baby. CEH falling apart, falling after split carry news. When was their split carry news? You know what stinks about the... Actually, I'm not going to get into it. Fuck it. Uh, I don't think there was split carry news. I think you just heard that like in week one, maybe they'll split carries. Like, no, nothing to be concerned about. Picks 212 and 3-1 after taking C-Mac. Can I take Jonathan Taylor as my RB2? Only Carson and Jacobs are left. How is Jacobs left? No, you take Jacobs. You take Jacobs at the at the 212? You shitting me? You can get C-Mac and Jacobs together? Am I, am I, am I like misthinking something right here? I haven't seen Jacobs fall to the 212 in any draft I've ever been in. You take Jacobs, then if you want to take Taylor after that, do do it. Too, a little too early for me, but I'm not going to hate it after you get C-Mac and Jacobs. Good Lord. Good Lord. Wesley, I, I appreciate the follow on Spotify, man. My playlist on Spotify, so I have a uh, Darty Marg season is like if you're looking to, that's like, if you're at like a rooftop, I would say a rooftop par, bar, party. I don't know why I said par. That's the vibe it's going for. I have now. So basically any song that's stuck in my head, that's a really weird variety of music in there. I have my feels. I have workout. I have summer playlist. Yeah, you'll enjoy. I promise. Who are you looking for in the 1-5 and 2-5 in the 10 scene? Both RBs. Big fan, by the way. I was looking to support. Thank you, Harry. I, I love you. I fucking love you, dog. Uh, one five and two five. So one five would just I, 
one five, I would just go by my rankings. If if Derrick Henry falls to you at the one five, that would be my pick. Um, also, I'm not sure what kind of scoring setting you're in, but yeah, Henry would likely be the guy I'm looking for at the one five. At the two five, yeah, anyone who falls to you in order of like Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, uh, Eckler, Nick Chubb, those guys. In a 10-team league at the one five two five, you should be able to get two of those RBs. 10-ball goat. Dropping stacks today. Uh, would you drop Josh Kelly for Brian Edwards? My running backs are Dallin Cook, Carson A. Gibson, Madison, Latavius Murray, 14-team league standard. Uh, I think it's kind of a lateral move, to be honest. I don't... Uh, let me see. Dallin Cook, Carson A. Gibson, Madison, Latavius Murray. I kind of like Josh Kelly a little more. I just like the role. Whoever's next to Eckler, I think, will get a decent amount of work. Uh, but if you need wide receivers, I'm fine drop, dropping Josh Kelly. I don't think it's going to be anything special. He probably will never crack your lineup with Cook, uh, Carson, and Gibson anyways. Trent. Uh, actually, wait. I think I saw Thomas. I saw your I saw your comment, baby. It's okay, Dad. Y'all motherfuckers be calling me father all the time. I'm going Henry, Lamar, Carson, the first three rounds, typically in 12-team PPR redraft, one quarterback. You a big fan or nah? Uh, I, I, I'm only cool going with Lamar that early if all the guys are off the board. So if, like, the elite wide receivers, the elite running backs are off the board, then I'm okay with it. But I'm not reaching to take him above, like, the Tyree Kills or the, you know, Austin Ecklers or the Nick Chubbs. Skirt. Who you like in the seventh? Boyd Hollywood or Jarvis? Oof. Uh, not Jarvis of those three. I like Boyd and Hollywood a lot. I love both of them. I wish you could fucking diversify that. I would say if I had to choose one, in full PPR, I'd go Boyd. In the other two settings, I would probably go Marquise and uh, Marquise in standard and half PPR, Trent. If y'all have not yet copped the draft guide, log on to monkeyknifefight.com. People always be looking in here when I'm like doing the dance moves and I like look at them like mid move. And I'm like, yeah, we're we're serial killers up in here. We're killing people. Um go to monkeyknifefight.com and deposit ten dollars. Use promo code BDG and I'll give you access to my draft guide. Skirt. What else we got? I honestly, honestly. Honestly, I'm ready to fucking start drinking. I'm going to go grab a beer. I'll be right back. Fuck. I lied. I have no beer left, so I got a monster. Actually, actually... Part two. I can't just start drinking vodka on screen. Never mind. Really underrated drink. These with vodka. Just straight up the white monster with vodka. Really fucking good. Really good. If you're in a pinch and you're like, I don't want to be like college level where I'm mixing Gatorade with vodka because that shit's nasty. But I'm not like a bartender and it can whip up a really good drink right now. Perfect medium. Monster. Vodka. Fuck your day up. Can you put the chair back on the stream, Nick? What do you mean? What do you mean put the chair back on the screen? Like put... Like put the chair over there? The red chair? I don't know why. I just took like the entire fucking trip around the sun to point over there. That was the most dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Girls That's a good song. Kenyon Drake or Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders. Ruggs or Edwards? Ruggs. Leonard Fournette or Mark Ingram Standard? Fournette. That whistle woke up my dog. Ooh. 
Waking up all the fucking big dogs. Labor Day weekend, baby. They just want to know where the plane's at. Oh, I see what you mean. You you fucking two-bit, dirty, fucking pig-stealing motherfucker. Ten-team PPR. Keep Devontae Adams or Kamara. Oof. That is so goddamn hard. That is so hard. Because the back thing with Kamara. I'm nervous about it, man. I moved him down my rankings pretty far. Nah, fuck that. We don't play scared. Kamara. Kamara. Kamara, he'll win you the championship if he stays on the field for 16 weeks. It's Kamara. It's Kamara. AJ. It's Kamara. Mm-hmm. Have you ever listened to Run the Jewels? Uh, It sounds really familiar. What is that? Oh, it's Killer Mike. I've I've heard some of it, I think, but it's not something that's in my rotation typically. Are you streaming your money leagues draft? Uh, so we're not going to stream it. We're filming the E Town Get Down draft here in the headquarters. We'll film it. We'll film everything Monday night, and it will be released as a vlog on Thursday Thursday morning. So NFL kickoff day. It will be a vlog out there to get y'all fucking pumped for the season, get you ready, get you buttered up so that Patrick Mahomes can stick a fucking football up your ass. Sorry, no one needed that. When you draft in your tight end, if you miss on the top four, late. Well, Darren Waller in the seventh or eighth round, I didn't miss the super chat before. I said Kamara. I yelled about Kamara 74 times. This is what my Spanish teacher in high school used to do. You don't understand. If you don't have the fundamentals, you're just never going to understand. You just don't get it. You just don't get it. I think he had more of an impact on me than I realize now that I'm doing this. Um, What was the fucking thing I just got? There was another super chat. Are running RB2 Dynasty out of White, Madison, Murray, Swift. Are you saying just like straight up, who would you rather have on your team? Because it's DeAndre Swift without a doubt. For sure. 100%. It's not even close. I would I would, I would, would trade all three of those running backs for DeAndre Swift straight, straight up and still felt like I just committed multiple felonous crimes. Swift. But for week one starter, I would probably take James White if that was your question. There's a lot of people in the chat. There's a lot of people in the chat. Why are 750 people listening to me? Makes no sense. I'm going to do, okay, so Monday's video is a general draft strategy video. Like, I lay down on the line exactly how we're doing fantasy drafts this year. From start to finish, everything I've learned from the last five months, how we're doing this shit, that's what we're doing. Tuesday is going to be my bold prediction. Yeah, hit the thumbs up, people, please. We've got 750 people in here and only 130 thumbs up. So that means one out of every six of you did it and then five out of six of you hate my guts it's, it's quite rude it's quite rude i forget what i was talking about right before this i lost my train of thought oh tuesday i'm gonna put it on record my bold predictions for the year we've done a lot of bold prediction videos but now that the dust has settled that the margs have been mixed i'm gonna take a fucking slurp I'm going to quench my thirst and I'm going to give you my boldest predictions for the actual season now that we know all the pieces in place, okay? Likes in the chats, dog. Yeah, we're up to 250. One out of every three people. Draft weekend, bro. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's go.
You know, it's wild. Up until like last night, two nights ago, I've been sleeping. I went on like a two week streak of sleeping really well. The first time in like years. I don't know what happened, but I've been sleeping well. Like I don't have the bags under my eyes anymore. Look at my skin. Look at my skin. It looks like nice and moisturized. Almost like I work at it. I'm getting younger as I get older. I turned 28, but I look 18 now. It's beautiful. I'm aging like fine tequila. Okay, Larry Pizza. Your skin is glowing. Is that good? Is that good or bad? DraftKings or FanDuel? For what? Fuck both of them. Fuck them. If it ain't big dogs, get the fuck out of here. I don't even know what that means. If you have to choose between running backs, Jacobs, Eckler, Edwards, who would you grab first? Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is my first-ranked guy out of there. Jacobs is right behind him, though, so I ain't going to be mad at you if you take Jacobs over Edwards. What's your second favorite cocktail if Amar is off the board? Uh, I just finally got a second... Um, recipe into my repertoire and that is the moscow mule i served one I, I made my you see that mug right there on the table the sil the bronze one there's a moscow mule there's probably remnants of it in there let me see fucking disrespectful she didn't even finish her uh she didn't finish it i'll do it i'll i'll finish it live on okay this is from yesterday you think i won't you think did I challenge? Did I hear someone fucking challenge me in the bike? Not the best. Not the worst, though. So Moscow Mule. CT2. Cocktail 2. Super chat question from Animal. Yeah, well, you know what? Animal's got to wait in line, too. Animal wants to fucking hear what I have to say. He better super chat my ass. Pay the man. What's your updated take on Rojo Fournette? Uh, oh, so you missed the beginning of this video, huh, Hoffman? I talked about Fournette for the first like 10 minutes of the video, so I won't spell it out for everybody again, but if you want to go back and rewatch it, this this video is going to be uploaded to the YouTubes, to the interwebs after I'm done with it. But my, my, my take in a very small nutshell, an almond-sized nutshell, they don't, they don't even fucking have shells, I have Fournette ranked over Rojo, but I do think it's going to be a committee for almost the entirety of the season. I think McCoy is going to take a lot of the pass catching work. I don't think either of those guys are probably going to go over 35 targets on the year. I don't think either of them are going to eclipse 230 carries on the year. The ceiling is a little bit higher for Fournette because if he turns into the full-time goal line back, maybe he scores 10 touchdowns, but I do think it's, it's my, I, I had him higher ranked in jacksonville than i will in tampa bay now but i do think his range of outcomes is a little bit wider he has a ceiling now where he didn't before in jacksonville so rojo rojo falls really really far down uh my rankings now it was just an si joint not an epidural you're not a doctor nicker like i've i've listened to the and before you guys think i said the n-word his name is nicker N-I-C-K-E-R, okay? So don't fucking come in here with that shit. Nicker, I listened to all of the doctors in the space. Dr. Morse, Dr. Porce. Wow, that's fucking great. Well, his name's not Morse, it's Morse. But you could rhyme a Morse, Morse, Porce, Stefania Bell. All the people that do it are still concerned about it. It's a short-term fix. No matter what he was getting the shot for, it was not a long-term fix. It was a short-term fix. So it's not a, it's not a matter of, if it was fixed, it's a matter of when it will be unfixed. Okay. So there's still very much concern there. I've got to, I've got to preface by saying that after I say something like Nicker, because there'll be people in the chat. They're just like, what are you just saying? I'm like, I didn't say what you thought I said. That's the guy's name. What's up, big dog? Proud of you and the growth of the brand, especially over the last two years. Mr. Influence, thank you, man. You're a longtime uh, supporter, and I appreciate you for that. Smash the like button. He knows. My boy knows. How you feel about Allen Robinson now at Trubisky? Uh, 
I can't say this is surprising only because like you couldn't go backwards. Like you can't start Nick Foles and then go to Trubisky. It was either going to Trubisky and it was either going to Trubisky, letting him fail and then going to Foles. Like that's how they needed to do it. So it sucks that Foles didn't win. It, the fact that Foles couldn't fucking win outright against Mitch Trubisky tells you that Nick Foles is probably not in a pretty good fucking place right now either. Probably not in a good place. So that scares me. Wait. Hold up. Hold up. Wait one minute. Tony, Miles Sanders on wire. Take off J.K. Dobbs or Zach Moss. I'm not actually sure what the fuck you just asked me, to be honest. M. Sanders on wire. Take off J.K. Dobbs or Zach Moss. If Miles Sanders is on your waiver wire, are you playing fantasy basketball? Can you confirm whether or not you're playing the right sport? But everyone in that question needs to be owned immediately. Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, Zach Moss. There needs to be room on your roster. Drop your backup tight end, drop your fifth wide receiver, and own all of these running backs. If you already have three or four concrete running back starters, then I would probably take J.K. Dobbins. But if you're going to need production ASAP in the flex spot, I would pick up Zach Moss. You think he you think he just wrote that? You think he just came in here and put a super chat in and said Miles Sanders on the wire just to fucking get my reaction? Sometimes I wonder if you guys just say shit to make me angry. This is when I wish I had a fucking therapist. I'd fucking barge into my therapist's office and be like, did you see what that motherfucker said to me? He told me that Miles Sanders was on his waiver wire and he did it just to get a reaction out of me. And then my therapist would be like, Nick, he just simply wanted to know if he should pick up Miles Sanders. It's fucking out of control. Jeremy, Ozigbo, DK for Gibby and Josh Gordon. I'd get DK. Uh, So Josh Gordon is an absolute non-factor. And I tweeted this yesterday. People are keep asking me, you know, like, are you worried about Josh Gordon? And I just always answer like I'm I'm as worried about Josh Gordon impacting my fantasy players as NFL defenses are about Josh Gordon impacting them. And that hasn't happened since 2014. So I have no concern about Josh Gordon. So basically you're asking Ozigbo and DK Metcalf for Gibson and it's a lateral trade. It really goes, comes down to your team build. I think like Gibson and DK are probably around the same value in terms of where you should be drafting them around fifth, sixth round picks. Uh, personally, like straight up, I'd probably take DK over Gibson. And I do like the fact that you have Ozigbo being thrown in there. I think he ends up being the starter there and getting the majority of carries. So, um, I'll probably take the DK side, but if you already have like four really good receivers and you need a running back, then, you know, just, just, I, I think this is more of like a common sense game building team strategy question. Best, best felony team of all time. Who you drafting first? Uh, Michael Vick. Come on now. One one. Oh, all right, y'all. I got a therapy session in three minutes with a margarita. That's going to be it for this Q&A. Remember, we do this every single week. We do this Q&A every single week. Very, 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 very easy to sign up. Patreon.com slash B-D-G. Iggy, you're out of control, bro. Do you like Antonio Gibson? He just keeps replaying the fucking rest of the thing. Um patreon.com forward slash b d g e patreon.com forward slash b d g e you will be in these live live streams every week every saturday we do this at one o'clock yeet certain time you also get my in-season weekly rankings through those what am i doing for the rest of the day uh i'm going to the uh the high line i'm gonna go walk the high line with some of my friends who are going to the high line now. And then we're going to go out and fucking do some shenanigan shit, which means your Monday or Tuesday video is going to be me hungover doing it. Sorry. Sorry. I love all y'all. 
Ryan, you've thrown in a super chat right before I leave. Chark, McLaurin, or Cup? Flip a coin between McLaurin or Chark. I, I, my heart just doesn't. They're just one A. They're just one A B, one B A. I can't do it. I can't do it. Chark or McLaurin? McLaurin or Chark? Pick your fucking poison. Legit. I'll flip the coin for you right now. You don't even have to do it. It's not Cup though. Uh, heads is heads is McLaurin. Chark is tails. Tails, Chark. That's probably who I would have went with. All right, I'm out. I love y'all. Have a fantastic weekend. Uh, have a fantastic Labor Day weekend. Celebrate a little bit. Get your fucking asses out of the house. It's the last summer weekend. The last real summer weekend. Go do some hood rat shit with your friends. Go drink about a thousand margaritas. And go dominate the fuck out of your fantasy dress. I love y'all. We out you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.